I mean, I'm super hopeful. I'm super hopeful. I'm very happy. Very happy that this is happening. I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent next month, but it doesn't matter, you know? And this is like a newfound, I don't know where it comes from. I don't know why it's there, but it's like, okay, we are going back. We are back into sanity kind of thing because this was an insane world that we had created. So there's a certain peace that comes with it too. I mean, there's a certain surrendering as well. Like... Uh, not trying to control things, but allowing things to 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 occur, to naturally occur, as you know, as we are part of nature. Nature knows how to heal itself. N nature knows all of that, so we know too. We have to just get out of our own way, I guess. I hope to be part of this change in any way I can and I you know I try to get into nature to meditate to connect with whatever it is I need to connect to there's a nice little saying I say every day which is please use me please lead me please show me the way if we all do that then I guess we will find the way In a matter of days, the entire world went into lockdown. Workers sent home, restaurants, shops, markets, closed. The streets were deserted. It was a forced stoppage of almost everything, except ideas. Presenting the up levels, Fascinating quarantine conversations with young thought leaders from around the world. How do we use this time to reflect, consider, and forge a bold plan forward? How do we up-level to a better normal? It's a shared global experience and the largest opportunity for collective empathy and understanding. Streaming chats. Streaming consciousness. A celebration of the ascension of purpose, spirit, and dreams. Welcome to the Up Levels. Eleni Meraki, 34 years old, living in Athens, Greek Dutch. Um, I am a life coach, hypnotherapist, and a writer. And let me tell you, she lives at the base of the Parthenon, um, this amazing neighborhood, very artistic, very, you know, very, well, you should describe it more. Yeah, it's actually, the street is called Parthenon Street. So it makes, actually, you, you get an idea. It's really like this street that goes from the Parthenon, the Acropolis down. Uh, uh, it's a very, it has this very special energy, let's say. Um, it used to be full of Airbnbs and it's now empty, which is great. So we have the area for ourselves, let's say. Um, no, it's beautiful. I mean, yeah, we are in quarantine, like total lockdown for quite some time now. For how long, Eleni? Um, I think two weeks. Yeah. I don't know. You know, there is like a time distortion right now. That's so true. Yeah. yeah. How, before we jump in, how do you think the Greeks are coping? The Greeks are doing great. 
we have very quickly uh, uh, measures put in in the country. The actually the death rate is not that high at all. Mm-hmm. Look, we we have to send text messages. There is a lot of police outside. If you want to go outside, you have to send a text message that you're going outside. So we basically have six codes: one, two, three, four, five, six. If you go outside, you have to text to text. Okay, what is the reason you're going? One is a supermarket. Two is uh, for help to someone, uh, to bring someone right. uh, medical uh, assistance. Number six is your dog or something, or you know. So you have a particular, and you can only send two or three messages now. I think a day, so there is. Oh, something, so you um, can't abuse it. Yeah. Wow, no. because they're tracking your phone. Yeah, of course. Oh my God, that's exactly what's. Yeah. Oh Lord. Yeah. Yeah, so we are all like tracked down. They know exactly what we're doing now. I'm, I'm raised in Amsterdam. So I was living there until three years ago. I'm living now in Athens, but until my 30th, I was living in, uh, in Holland, where I actually was in a very international environment. So my friends are from all around the world and, you know, they, yeah, they uh, were from different age groups. But of course, I have many people that are millennials in my age. Yeah, I mean, yeah. In the advertising agencies I used to work for, they were mostly millennials. And and you do you think they've shared a lot of your um, attitudes toward the lives that they were trying to fit into? I have something really interesting actually here because obviously now I'm living in Greece where they had just a financial crisis for the last 10 years. So the whole mindset of the Greek millennial and my Dutch millennial friends is completely different. Interesting. It's so interesting because my... My Dutch millennials friends, they went on that career ladder. They bought these houses with a mortgage they could never afford if they lose their job. They're stressed out, like, okay, what are we going to do now if everything falls apart? They have lived more in this comforting life, let's say. So they have, they didn't question so much yet, you know, they just went on and on and on and they... Now they are starting to, ooh, you know, maybe things are becoming a bit rocky now. My Greek uh, millennial friends have lived so much turmoil. They have lived in so much, there was no certainty whatsoever for the last 10 years. So for them, this seems like, okay, it's just another reality that is actually quite the same. I had actually a lot of people saying, this reminds us of 2008, you know, like this uncertainty, this fear, this, but they are not fearful anymore because they've gone through it. That, that fascinates me. I mean, it's it, fascinating I, me. It's fascinating me too. Yeah. It's, it's how crisis having endured that has prepared them so much better. Yes. And- well, I think the most important thing is that this all was an illusionary safety. It never existed. 
and you just all fell into it with your eyes wide open. And they, and I can tell because I have very good friends in Holland. Like, I mean, they're my childhood friends. Right. They have not yet realized this. They have not yet realized because they're still living in those houses. They're mm-hmm. still able to pay their mortgage, but they won't be able to in six months' time. Things are falling apart. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, I think the Greek society has already experienced the fall of the illusionary safety net that was created, uh, you know, by a system that was never sustainable in the first place. You know, it, sometimes it feels a little bit like, oh, you know, I, because I am Greek, uh, I'm half Greek. I mean, I'm also partly Dutch. I, uh, the, to say these things, you know, that are in favor of the Greeks and, and, you know, it feels sometimes a little bit nationalistic, but I can kind of, I can see things from a, you know, from, I think from a uh, holistic perspective, you know, it's not because I'm Greek that I'm thinking this, it's just what I experience and what I see. Like there, for example, in the supermarkets, a very good example in Holland, they were in fear without being even in lockdown. Everything, every shelf on the supermarket was already so like empty before. So everyone was me, me, me for myself, for myself, for myself. In Greece, we had everything still. You know, everything was still there. And if it wasn't, then they would share, you know, like the only two things that weren't there was like this hand soap, you know, that because they didn't have enough in stock. And um Toilet paper? No, no, we we had toilet paper. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's the new the new barometer for yeah. society is, is how much toilet paper remains on the shelves. <laughs> I think we should submit that to the IMF. You're listening to the Up Levels, talking with young leaders obsessed with a better version of everything. I see it more like a, a bit of a factory. And this is literally how I felt when I got my first, you know, career job, however uh, you want to call it. Like, I, I saw like a machine and especially I was in an American company, which was like, I felt like it was like a brainwash that, that, that we all got into. And I saw my colleagues that were 10 years older than I was. I was the youngest at the time. I was 25. They were all 35 plus. And I saw what was ahead of me and I thought, wow, these, they were all like put into a system to fit so it could just, you know, make money and, and it would feed their egos and they would like look forward for this extra title, like in a name, like senior manager, and they would work three years for that. And I was like 25, I was like, I'm not going to work three years for that. I'm crazy. (laughs) So I saw my colleagues, even though they had studied maybe at Yale or whatever, they were exactly the same. They just didn't know they were. So, um, and because the soul was actually not involved at all. It was just like you come to work at nine o'clock and you leave at six. It was like you're a machine. But I was like, and I was maybe rebellious from a young age. He was like, but I cannot function at nine o'clock. 
can I come at 10 or can I come at, I don't know, 11? And that was not possible. It's like, wow, this, is, this system is not working for me because it doesn't actually have any human aspect to it. I think they are very well willing people and companies, companies that want to do things differently and want to really they're human focused and not you know not so much money or power or uh but they still have to fit within a system that doesn't actually fit with their own values and ideas so they automatically become something that they don't want to be so you know it's kind of like they are they want i can sense i can feel that they want things differently but how can you do something differently when the whole system is built on something else and you you know you kind of you have to go and start doing your advertising you have to use manipulative uh, you know tactics you have to and but i see for example my sister works for spotify uh a company that is built actually when she talks about the company when i hear everything how they are doing it how they are structuring it how they are taking care of their people how they are uh human people focused i mean that's amazing it's i i think they're an amazing company yet they have to sell they have to they have sales strategies they have to get into the big companies they have to get the nike's and the the big guys out there to survive so they have to change somehow a little bit so they can fit within the system what do you think are are some of the potential opportunities positive opportunities coming out of this i i believe that so on the very practical level for example i've talked with my friends about this as well so what is the good thing that's going to come out of this for example we value we are going to value other things more uh, we are going to get our priorities straight more straight like for example now when i talk to my friends the number one thing they miss is just being together it's just a hug because we cannot hug each other like it's just a very simple basic human needs that we are missing right now social interaction it doesn't matter where it doesn't we don't miss the bar or that restaurant, or that 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 uh, particular piece of clothing that we saw online, or none of that matters right now. So I think that is a huge shift in our in in our um, yeah in our value system. Let's say so. That's number one. I. Maybe it's an idealistic uh, point of view, and I, I've questioned myself for that, but this is literally what I've heard from people around me. Like, you know, when you ask them, what do you miss? And they all say the same thing. They don't miss, like, they don't care about the things they cared for before. The Up Levels is produced by the Curiosity Generation. The first generation not defined by age. I think we. I would love to get into a conversation with you because you have also seen a little bit more than I have. I can give you my perspective of 34 years on this planet and maybe of which maybe 
15 being a bit more consciously aware of my surroundings. Um, but you have seen so much more. You have gone through so many changes, technology. Um, you know, I think when you were, uh, you didn't, when you were little, Eve, I didn't know if you even have a, had a phone, like, you know, at home. <laughs> we did have running water, though, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure about time, how time would fit into that system. Um, because time makes us all very um, linear thinkers, where actually life is cyclic. So it's not linear. So, and it also goes like this. So, time, I'm not sure. In Greek, we have a very beautiful word, which is keros, which you know, which is the right time. The right time things happening at the right time i believe it's going to be a based on community on 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 the idea of i i'm not the one that knows everything together you know so it's more of a they're not really leaders but more facilitators maybe people of a higher conscious awareness that uh, can facilitate but yeah, and then again, who is going to choose which people are going to facilitate? You know, I mean, that's another thing. I, I don't know. Based on individual power, I mean, um, not on the weaknesses of the people, but on their strengths. That's nice. So I studied a little bit this time also the um, superheroes and, you know, all these like. So what is, did they all have in common? They were all like um they had their uh, strengths and their weaknesses but they didn't focus on their weaknesses they focused on their strengths and they became superheroes you know so i think somehow we have to create because i believe everyone is is has their strengths and if we build upon that then we can create a union a a, a society that's built on each other's strengths and there is no competition there really because it's all in our yeah, there's no me, you, there's us, kind of. And I believe the right answer on the, what now is that no one person, not one person has the right answer. So we need leaders now that are facilitators of change. So they facilitate a group, they hold space for a group. So new systems can be created by groups of consciously aware beings. Uh, and that are in it for the greater good. So systems created with a human well-being in mind. Well, it's good to see there's still Greek philosophers out there. <laughs> <laughs> We're very appreciative of uh, you spending time with us today. Yeah, me thank too, you. Me too. This was for me also very, very, very good. Very uh, enlightening, let's say. <laughs>